1: Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. I hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, I hope that you are having a fantastic start to your Friday as well as to your weekend. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, the Road to Atlanta Podcast, uh, the, the and the um, new, great new podcast with Stephen Tolbert and Chris Willis all at batterypower.com, at batterypower.sbn. And- And free on all podcast platforms. Wherever you listen to podcasts, that's where we'll be for free. Just hit that subscribe button to know when the latest content will be available. My name is Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. And so of course, the Braves are back in action tonight to start a five-game homestand against the Arizona Diamondbacks. We'll get a little bit more into what to look forward to in the series versus the Diamondbacks over the weekend a little bit later in this show. Show. But of course, also, you know, hey, it's rumor watching season, hug watch season, as you would call it. Hashtag hug watch is, is starting to become more frequently seen across forms of social media. You know, we've seen a few trades happen. The Mets made another trade getting Tyler Nyquin from the Reds yesterday is a bit of depth. And so we're starting to see some action happening. And as far as the Braves go, you know, nothing really concrete as far as any type of, you know, being connected towards, you know, really any players or, you know, as some actual, you know, action or understanding of who they might be in pursuit of. Uh, A few nuggets were out there yesterday. Buster Olney of ESPN mentioned that, you know, some rival executives, you know, are saying that the Braves are potentially looking at, um, you know, a right-handed option to play in the outfield uh, to replace Adam Duvall. You know, he threw out names such as uh, Ian Happ and uh, others. But the thing that stood out, and, and, and Ramon Lariano as well from the A's. The thing that stands out, though, is that you know Ian Happ likely is a, a, a one of those players who checks a lot of boxes when it comes to what the Braves could really use. And Ian Happ, you have a player who can play multiple positions. He can fill in at second base and, and, and being able to help out while Ozzie Albee still recovers. He obviously can play left field. He's done well against left-handers this year. He has a track record when it comes to supporting his production this season. He could be someone who still could have some untapped production once he came to Atlanta. He does play in Chicago, where the Braves have had multiple trades with the Cubs over the past few years. You also could connect Ian Happ with David Robertson as an option that the Braves could go after when it comes to needing relievers. Now, the thing that stands out is that, again, a lot of sense... A lot of things make sense when it comes to an Ian Happ or when it comes to others. You know, there are other options out there on teams that the Braves have traded with in the past that they could go after. They could go after some type of combination. For instance, they could potentially go after Merrill Kelly and Jordan Luplow from the Diamondbacks, you know, over the weekend. There are sensible combinations that are out there for the Braves. But the one thing that stands out is that once again, the Braves going after some type of combination of players, not only does the prospect price get a bit higher as you try to have teams sell off multiple players in a package, but if there are packages that make sense for other teams, then you potentially get into a bidding war. The Braves' ability to be able to make it happen in that type of situation now is not as strong as it was in the past. So if the Braves are connected to names, and we always know that when it comes to the Braves being connected to names, listen, sometimes, sometimes those connections actually happen. But a lot of times Alex Anthopoulos is making moves for players that that never happen. He comes out of nowhere with an option that once the trade happens, makes a lot of sense, but you never connected the dots. That, that was the target he was going after. So yes, it's good to see a few rumblings. It makes sense that the Braves are probably looking for a bat, and, and you would have to think that it would make sense that they're also looking for an arm as well. You would hope that perhaps they can get an intriguing name that they could control beyond this year. At the end of the day, you know, as Mark Bowman of MLB.com mentioned, you know, it, it makes sense to me to prioritize an arm. And I think especially a rotation arm that could be controlled past this year. Once again, that brings up, you know, the point to where that, that ups the price. So, you know, the Braves are probably going to have to part with a notable prospect or two if they're going to make a move for that type of player. But it may be worth it if the Braves can get the right guy that they can control beyond this year. Another fun thing coming into yesterday's um, off day and starting off today is that the Braves have now played 100 games this season. And a few things that stand out for the Braves, in terms of their first 100 games, is that they're 59 wins through 100 games this season so far. That is the most wins the Braves have had through 100 games in a season since 2003. Now it's going to have to the Braves are going to have to go 40 and 22 to match the 97 win, or excuse me, they're going to have to go excuse me 38 and 24. Yeah, I got that right. 38-24 and 24 over their last 62 games to match the 97 wins that they had in 2019. But again, this Braves team, in terms of the first 100 games of the regular season, up to this point in the season, they're having as as successful of a campaign that they have had in the past 20 years. This team also has the most home runs, is tied for the most home runs through 100 games in franchise history. But the other thing that stands out is that this team truly is going not necessarily all or nothing, but the strikeout put the strikeout potential of the offense and the strikeout potential of the pitching staff is definitely more prominent on this team than it has been in any team in franchise history. The Braves offense has the highest number of strikeouts through 100 games in a single season in franchise history in 2022. But the Braves pitching staff has 70 more strikeouts than any other Braves team has had in a single season before in 2022. The Braves pitching staff so far this year has struck out 956 players. The previous high of a Braves pitching staff through 100 games in a season was 886 in 2018. The inclusion of Spencer Strider, as well as others, has really, Kyle Wright, has really allowed for this Braves pitching staff to add a new element to its arsenal in terms of missing bats. Now, on the flip side, this Braves offense, inability at times to hit the ball, makes it have a pretty low floor at times, while it certainly does have a high ceiling. So some intriguing numbers, 100 games through the season for the Braves. But the other thing that stands out is that Atlanta has plenty of opportunity. Yes, they've lost a few games in the standings when it comes to the Mets over the past couple of days, but they have a good opportunity to gain some ground as they face off against the Arizona Diamondbacks this
0: week. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G Podcast. we got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work
1: So the Braves come into Friday in a bit of a unique position. Again, you know, we talk about the fact that the Braves ha- have not lost two games in a row. I- 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 they've only lost two games in a row twice over the past two months. Well, now the Braves have actually lost three out of four. You know, losing their game on Sunday against the Angels and dropping two out of three in Philadelphia against the Phillies the Braves offense definitely has struggled you know coming out of the all-star break they had a few good you know starts you know or they had a few good outings against the Angels in the first game of that series but they've struggled overall so far so the hope is is that you know a day off and especially for Ronald Acuña Jr who was able to have two days off on Wednesday and Thursday, the hope is, is that the Braves might be able to right the ship and get going once again. Listen, as I mentioned, you know nothing is is terrible here. Nothing is is completely lost now that the Braves have gotten off to a bit of a slow start offensively from the All-Star break. They're still three and three. Yes, they still have the most wins through 100 games in the season that they've had in nearly 20 years. Of course, on the flip side, they've dropped two and a half games in the standings and are now three back of the Mets. And you really would like to get at least a few games back in the standings over the next six days or so before the Braves take on the Mets in a four-game series next weekend. But Atlanta does have, they had the off day on Thursday. They do have another off day on Monday as well. You have to hope that the Braves will start to find some success welcoming the Arizona Diamondbacks in town. And and it's kind of, you know, not necessarily, it's more coincidental coincidental than anything. But if you go back to the very end of May and the 1st of June, it was then, that the Braves' offense was was really having a hard time finding success. In the first two games against Arizona, the Braves' offense struggled on Monday's game. They came back and inexplicably lost. or Arizona came back and the Braves inexplicably lost that Tuesday game. So it was the first two games, the last two days of May, the first two games of the series against Arizona. Well, then in that third game, the Braves were able to hit Madison Bumgarner pretty well. They were able to do some damage against Arizona's bullpen, and they were able to win 6 to nothing. That game was game one of the Braves' 14-game winning streak that they started off June with, and was the reason, was really the turnaround point for this Braves season, at least the start to the turnaround point for this Braves season. Well, now the Braves... Not as dramatic of a turnaround as needed, but they do have an opportunity to find some success and hopefully get a series win on the weekend. The pitching matchups for the weekend are going to be Madison Bumgarner versus Kyle Wright, and then on Saturday, it's going to be Corbin Martin versus Ian Anderson, and then on Sunday, it's going to be Merrill Kelly versus Max Freed. Now, what stands out in these matchups is that, once again, the Braves seem to be in a position where, talent-wise, they should be able to have the upper hand. You have to feel that Kyle Wright it has been a more consistent pitcher than Madison Bumgarner. You have to feel the overall talent of Ian Anderson is more than Corbin Martins, though Martin has had a better season, obviously. And then, of course, Braves' um, ace Max Reed you know, has had an excellent season. Merrill Kelly, though himself, is definitely a formidable opponent. But the one thing that stands out this weekend, two big things that stand out this weekend, can the Braves' offense once again get going, especially... Ronald Acuna Jr. After two days off, two days off, and going against Arizona to start a five-game homestand, the Braves would really, really benefit from Ronald Acuna Jr. starting to find his groove against Arizona in this series and against the, in, the, in the brief two-game series against the Phillies to close out the homestand next week. If the Braves in any way, shape, or form can get Ronald Acuna Jr. going before the series against the Mets, that is going to be a huge boost for this Braves offense. And right now it needs it. Yes, Austin Riley and Matt Olson have been phenomenal, but as I mentioned earlier this week, the rest of the Braves offense is you know kind of taking a step back a bit in July. Ronald Acuna Jr. is absolutely the X Factor. In my opinion, still the most dynamic player in this Braves offense. The highest ceiling player in this Braves offense. If he could have hopefully gotten you know a bit you know in place when it comes to his approach at the plate, not meaning anything negative, but just in general finding this finding whatever he needs to once again be his normal self. If he can find that groove against the Diamondbacks and carry that into next week, that's going to be a huge boost for this Braves offense. But the other thing that stands out is Saturday's pitching matchup, and that is with Ian Anderson on the mound. I'm not necessarily saying that Ian Anderson is pitching for his rotation spot, but what he is doing, in my opinion, and you know, probably at the end of the day, one start isn't going to make that big of a difference, but it's never a bad thing if if you're a player if you're a pitcher who is struggling to definitely leave a, a good last impression. Because I would imagine that calls are already being made, discussions are already being had. You know, the Braves do have plenty of reason to look for, you know, a, a potential starter when it comes to their rotation. What are they potentially going to do with Spencer Strider? What about the struggles of Ian Anderson when it comes to getting a starter? Could they potentially go after someone they could control beyond this year? Because you don't know about the future of um, Charlie Morton, and you also don't know you know, what's going to happen with your young players. You know, Is Kyle Wright going to be able to continue his success next year? Ian Anderson going to be able to right the ship at some point? All these different questions are fuel to the reason why the Braves should potentially look to add a starter. But if Ian Anderson can go out and have a solid start, then that definitely is, you know, better than, better than the alternative. So it's not particularly anything, you know, whether or not the Braves had a starter is not going to solely depend on what Ian Anderson does on Saturday. But it is an opportunity for Ian Anderson to show that he can still get the job done when he needs to and hopefully can begin another solid stretch, you know, like we've seen him have in the second half of the season before, especially as we've seen him have in the playoffs. And the other thing I'll say is this. If you want a name, and I and I believe that others have mentioned it, you know, I know that others have mentioned it in Braves Twitter, on the Braves Podcast Network elsewhere. Another name that I definitely would have interest in is Merrill Kelly, who's who's controlled, you know, beyond this season, I believe for two more seasons in a, in a very cheap contract. And you know, I just brought up a bunch of questions for the Braves starting rotation. And, you know, these aren't necessarily pressing questions. These are just in general questions that I imagine any team would have when it comes to a young rotation. But Merrill Kelly having the season that he's had, you know, you can call it a breakout season. But Kelly has been, you know, a pretty reliable, you know, and you could say, middle of the rotation arm for a few years now. But with the fact that he's controlled for as cheaply as he is over the next two years, you don't feel the Diamondbacks are really going to be in contention over that time frame. And the fact that he's you know a bit older, there's not a lot of upside left in terms of, of his projection, perhaps he's a player that the Braves could go and that they can get. And he's shown the ability to where he can be used in multiple roles. You know, he's been a reliever, he's been a starter. He's a versatile arm, and having him under control for a few more years with the reliability that he's shown, you know, being a pitcher that, you know, could pitch like an ace at times, but at the very least, he consistently put his team in a position to win, there's a lot to be said for that. So if you want to, you know, if you, for me personally, one of the arms that I think would make the most sense for the Braves is Merrill Kelly, and they'll obviously get an up-close and personal view of him on Sunday against Max Freed. So obviously, all eyes are on social media. All eyes are, are, are everywhere when it comes to seeing what's going on with rumors and what have you when it comes to the MLB trade deadline. But the Braves certainly need to take advantage of an opportunity this weekend. They're the better team. They need to play to that level to at least get a series win. Hopefully, you know, cut into that Mets lead a bit. And if the Braves offense, especially Ronald Acuna Jr., can get going once again, that's going to be a great development as the Braves, once again, they don't need to overlook what they've got in place because they got the Diamondbacks, but they also have the Phillies who they just lost a series to before the Mets. They need to take care of business, you know, over the next week or so before they worry about the Mets. The main focus is doing things that they do well to ramp up to get some wins before that huge Met series in a week or so. Of course, you're going to have the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, the Road to Atlanta podcast, all available to you. Whenever you hit that subscribe button, wherever you listen to podcasts, that's where we'll be, where we will be. You can find us at batterypower.com on the internet. Battery Power. SBN across all forms of social media. My name's Sean Coleman. Make sure you stick with us throughout the week in a special edition of The Hammer. Tomorrow, obviously, we want to give you the latest information that's out there when it comes to all things trade rumors and potential you know, moves, and also the latest, obviously, with the Braves. But make sure you stick with the Battery Power Podcast Network to give you all the latest news and analysis when it comes to any potential moves the Braves may make over the weekend heading into Tuesday's trade deadline. Until next time, my name's Sean Coleman. We'll talk to you again soon here